1: Welcome to Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel. This program is designed to discuss trends in real estate investing, promote financial literacy, and learn how to create financial freedom for your life. Get the hottest tips from experts in real estate investing and more. Now, here's your host, Lori Wetzel.
2: Welcome, everyone. This is Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel. Real stands for Real Estate and Financial Literacy. How are you today? We have a special format for our show. So just briefly, a bit of background. So real estate is not just about buying and selling houses. This is about creating lifestyles. It's about creating wealth, which is a mindset It's about freedom, it's about empowerment and accountability to really make a difference in this world. Now, normally for my listeners, I have a four-part series with my show, but today we're going to have a very special format, and it's called Show Me the Money. It's all about finding money for your real estate deals. And I thought, you know what? This topic is so special. I really need to put a whole hour to that. But before we get started, some of you may be listening to me for the first time. And you might be asking this question. Why should I listen to Lori Wetzel? Well, I will tell you why. I want to play with people who want more out of life. I am a light bringer, a magic maker, a world shifter, and a game shaker. I will challenge you, break you open, uplift and expand you, and I won't let you play small. Financially, I had to reinvent myself. I lost my six-figure income job in corporate America due to layoff, and I had to replace that income, which I did. Socially, I lead a team of nationwide real estate investors, and technologically, the time is now. The opportunity is now for you to learn how to become a real estate investor. Uh, This is a global show, global listeners, so with technology, through the internet, I can reach as many people as possible worldwide. You know, people follow me, not because they know me, people follow me because they know I know them. So what's the one thing that I know that you don't know and you should know? It's this, you are enough. Wherever you are, right here in life, there are people waiting just for you to play full out and expand with your life. So today, once again, I'm so excited. We have a very special show on show me the money, finding at least 12 places to find money for your real estate deals. We have some bonus places as well, if we get to those. And I brought with me a very special guest today. And you might notice a bit of a similarity because his name is Mr. Perrin Wetzel. He is president of PG Wetzel & Associates, Inc. in Chicago. He is an accomplished and top performing Top performing accounting professional and business owner. He has diversified experience in accounting, business management, taxes, auditing, review, compilation, and business valuation. He prepares individual partnership and corporate tax reserve returns, and his emphasis is working with entrepreneurs and small to medium-sized businesses. Now, in addition to that, he is a seasoned real estate investor, and I thought, who better to share this hour with me than my business partner, uh, Mr. Perrin Wetzel. How are you, Perrin?
3: I'm doing great, uh, Lori. How is it going with you today?
2: It's going great. And listen, thanks for being on the show and sharing your wisdom and playing with me today. Is that cool?
3: That's great. i love to play with you.
2: (laughs) Awesome. Okay. Well, today's show is all about finding money for real estate deals. So let's get to it. Okay. Item number one. So you can find money for real estate deals either through a line of credit or home equity lines of credit, better known as HELOC. So let's break that down a little bit in terms of what a line of credit is. Now, that's really an arrangement between a financial institution and a customer, right? In basic terms.
3: Is that correct? That's correct, yes. That's mm-hmm. correct. yes. And okay. Go ahead. A line of credit is basically a loan that the bank gives to you that allows you to pay it off and then reuse the money that they pay that they, uh, you pay off. So if you start off with a line of credit of say, $10,000, and you pay it down to $5,000, they'll allow you to borrow another $5,000, on top of that, so it goes up and down, and you only pay interest on the amount that's outstanding, where the traditional loan, um, you make fixed payments, you can't, um, you pay fixed interest, and you can't re-borrow the money until the first loan is paid off, and then you have to borrow again. The line of the credit works so that you can continue to use them and only pay interest on the amount that you have outstanding.
2: Okay, so I hear flexibility in your description. Is that accurate?
3: Yes, it is.
2: Okay, that's 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 pretty neat to know. Okay. Now are there secured lines of credit and unsecured lines of credit and tell me the tell our listeners the difference between the two.
3: Yes, yeah, they are secured lines of credit. A secured line of credit means that the the line is secured by a asset. Typically the asset is a home that you may have and they would have either a first or second mortgage on the home. If you don't have a mortgage on the home, they would be considered a first mortgage as a line of credit. If you already have one, then typically a bank would give you a, a secured loan based upon the equity position. For instance, if your house was worth, say, $100,000 and you had a mortgage on it of $50,000, there's an equity position there of typically $50,000. Well, the bank won't give you a line of credit for $50,000. They'll give you a line of credit for, say, um, 25000 because they want to have some equity still left in the property in case something happens. They don't typically give you 100% of the value. Sometimes a bank will give you a line of credit off of a CD, which is considered a certificate of deposit, and they may give you a line of credit off of a vehicle if it has a lot of equity in it. Typically, luxury cars have a lot of equity in them if you haven't paid off, and they'll give you a line of credit like that. Now how it's being secured. An secure, unsecured line of credit means that there's no asset that's backing the line of credit, and the bank is giving you the line of credit based upon your credit. Um, typically, you have to have a high credit score in the upper 700 to 800s, and they'll give you a line of credit that's unsecured. And the reason they do that is because they feel like you're a, a credit-worthy individual.
2: Okay, so just for disclaimer purposes, we're not financial planners. Uh, you want to seek your own professional uh, help with regards to this. But I'm curious, just based on your definition, because you know, uh, most people probably have never thought about it this way, but for a secured line of credit. Let's just say, for example that you come into a lump sum of money for whatever reason. You know, somebody left you a lump sum or uh, or uh, maybe a life insurance policy, something happened, and... You like, okay, how do I get the best return on investment with that lump sum of money? Now, most consumers, if you think like a consumer, is they're just gonna say, Wee, let me take a vacation. I came into some money. Well, what if you take that lump sum and open up a certificate of deposit with that lump sum and then against that have a secured line of credit. Is that possible?
3: Yes, it is possible. You have to shop around for the proper banks because typically a bank wants to loan you money and it be a fixed loan. You can't reuse it. Thereby, you need to shop around and make sure you have the right bank that you're going to deal with also, if you're using that loan for business purposes, you can write off the interest that you pay on that loan and reduce your tax liability, whereas if you use a consumer-oriented product in order to borrow the money, then you won't be able to write the, the interest off on your tax return and reduce your taxes.
2: Okay, well, That's going to lead us into number two, but before we get into that, let's talk a little bit about HELOCs. What is that?
3: Okay, a HELOC is, is a home equity line of credit. And that's what we talked about earlier when you said that the bank would use your home as collateral in regard to that, that line of credit. And typically, they loan you up to 75% of the equity in your property based upon how much equity you have in the property. So they take the value minus any first loans or liens, and then from that, they take 75% of that, and they'll loan you the balance in a line of credit and secure it by your home. And we would consider it another lien on the property or a second mortgage sometimes.
2: Okay. Now, typically, are, are you able to receive approval for a home equity line of credit? I mean, how easy is that to, to secure? Would you know?
3: Typically, right now, you would go through a process where the bank would come out and do an appraisal after they make sure that you have proper credit. And they'll also look at your debt-to-income ratio. So if you have, say, you make $5,000 a month, and your, your monthly payments are, say, $4,000 a month, then your debt-to-income ratio is kind of high. They may not loan you the money, even though you may have great credit. But if you have an income-debt-to-income ratio of, say, 50%, then they, it may have a, typically will loan you the money. So there's a lot of factors involved. Having good credit, have equity in your property, and your debt-to-income ratio is not too high.
2: Okay, got it. So and if you don't have access to a home equity line of credit or a HELOC, you know, some folks uh, have access to a G-lock. And you might say, well, what is that? And sometimes you just got to use grandma's line of credit because nobody loves you like grandma, right? You can always depend on her. So, you know, that's a situation where sometimes if you don't own your own home, uh, you got you to gotta go for the g Well, we're going to get into another way that you can find money for your real estate deals. You touched a little bit on that with credit cards. But before we do that, we have something very special for our live listeners today. So, keeping it real with Lori Wetzel, we've decided that we want to reward our live listeners. So, this is what we're going to do. Grab a piece of paper and a pen If you don't have, because I'm going to give you some information to jot down. So regardless of where you are in the United States or globally, we actually are going to give away a complimentary real estate workshop. Now the workshop is going to be on uh, Saturday, November 19th. It is a complimentary real estate workshop. From 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Central Time. So it is a full 8-hour day. Only to the first 10 live listeners. Now, here's the caveat. You can't be already part of our real estate investing community. These are for brand new individuals and our live listeners. The first 10 callers, uh, dial this number. 312-242-3393. Once again, 312-242-3393. 312-242-3393. Give them your name, your phone number, your email, and the best time to call you back morning, afternoon, or evening. This is only for our first 10 live callers complimentary real estate workshop. Okay, when we come back from the break, we're going to cover some additional places where you can find money for your real estate deals. We'll be back in a moment.
4: From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network.
1: Do you find yourself working tirelessly to keep your business going? Are you finding out that you don't have time for family, friends, any kind of personal life whatsoever? It's time to stop feeling trapped by your business.
5: If you are a small business owner or a creative freelancer in pretty much any field, you can't miss Let's Get Radical. Your hosts, Jody Paydar and Liz Gold, will help you redevelop your plans, policies, and practices to take a radical turn in order to achieve new success. They spotlight the latest in technology, attitudes, what others are doing, and what can help you. Tune in every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. And let's get radical.
6: Effective leadership is what will propel the world, organizations, and businesses through a range of dynamic changes. How do you keep up with these changes, build skills, and lead effectively? Listen for Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations with Maureen Metcalf. Maureen offers tools and engaging guests who are leaders in their field. With each week, you'll work on and improve your skills to lead with confidence and drive your organization's success. Tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Business.
4: The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network.
1: is keeping it real with Lori wetzel to reach laurie with questions or comments please send an email to laurie at meet again that's laurie at meet now back to keeping it real
2: welcome back everyone we have a special format today And it's all about finding money for your real estate deals. That money is everywhere. You just got to know the places to look for it. So welcome back, my very special guest, Perrin Wetzel, who also happens to be my business partner. So we covered lines of credit as well as HELOCs. Let's talk a little bit about credit cards. We have both personal and business credit cards. Some people don't know the difference between the two. Can you share with us, please?
3: Yeah, the difference between the two is that if you are incorporated or have an LLC, you can have business credit cards, which will not be in your personal name and will not show up on your personal credit report. They will show up on a business credit report, which makes a big difference because of the fact that business credit is judged differently than personal credit. With personal credit, any credit cards that you have will be uh, going on your credit report and we report you all three credit bills.
2: Okay. Got it. So, you know, some of our listeners may not have realized that indeed that you can establish credit different than your personal credit. Most people only know about their personal credit. Now, are there any monitoring agencies in typical uh, and, and is that different when it comes to your business credit?
3: Yes, uh, business credit typically monitored by Dun & Bradstreet as well as, uh, I think they have a system called... Experian. Exercise. Yeah,
2: yes. and Experian. Experian, Experian yeah. is, mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
3: So, go ahead. There's another key difference in monitoring business credit as opposed to personal credit is that business credit is based upon... Being late by day means that you're late and it affects your credit, whereas that personal credit, if you're late, they wait 30 days before it have any effect on your credit. Another thing that's different is that typically 95% of all businesses in the United States are out of business within the first five years of being in business. Therefore, once you reach the five-year mark, your business has to. Of being established, and once it's established, you receive better credit or larger lines of credit. As an example, I know a business that had been in business for four years. The individual had a great credit score of over seven hundred, revenues of two hundred thousand dollars, and they received a credit card of two thousand dollars. Then there was another business applied at the same company. They had been in business for twenty years, had a hundred thousand dollars worth of revenue. And a credit score in the six hundred and the business received a ten thousand dollar credit card or line of credit. So that five year mark is very important to businesses. Because the only difference was that one had a four year history and the other one had a twenty year history.
2: Mm, got it. Okay. All right. Well let's move forward. Number three. People you know. You know, here's a formula you might wanna write down, folks. Because the longer I'm, I'm alive and I'm in business for myself, this much I know is true. Mental capital plus relationship capital equals financial capital. Let me repeat that again. Mental capital plus relationship capital equals financial capital. So it's really your real estate knowledge, but you've got to build a real estate team around you and leverage your relationships. And that will help you to generate multiple streams of income. So people who you know, that's relationship capital. Let's talk a little bit about that, Pierre, and give me some some suggestions.
3: Now, when you're to your relationship capital, you want to make sure that when you're dealing with individuals, you do not ask them for money directly. You want to go, maybe I call it the side door, the back door approach, which says that, do you know anybody is interested in making 10%, 15% return on their investment? Once you have found an individual, that individual may be interested because of the fact that they have, may have money available to them. Having general conversations, you can get a sense of individuals who may have money to be able to loan to you in regard to helping you with your investments.
2: Okay. But what if they come back to you because this show is keeping it real, right? So they say, none of none of your business. How would you respond to that?
3: How would I respond to that? How would respond to that in the question asking an individual a more, you know, question, inquire. They don't know anyone. Typically, somebody has a grandmother, a mother, um, older individuals. People who were in the recession have a tendency to hold on to their money longer than the new generation. And people have a tendency to have money, and they never know about it.
2: Mm-hmm. I got it. So if they say none of your business or no or initially – you know, just really be open about it. And you can tell people and say, look, I actually have a proposal for you. I'm here to help you, but I can't help you if I don't at least have an understanding about uh, how much money you have in your retirement account or what type of return on investment you're looking for. So be open and transparent with people We've had previous shows where the new currency is authenticity and transparency. If you're really coming from a place that you want to help individuals and not hurt them, they will be more open to you, whether that's your relatives whether it's your friends, it's coworkers, or clients, and you're, you're absolutely right. You never ask them directly for money, but you do want to inquire about their return on investment. And it might be an opportunity where you can put together a win-win situation for everyone that's involved. Cool all right let's go to number four because we 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 promised to get through 12 places today we're just on number four so uh uh, but i think we'll get through all of them so limited partnerships tax illegal strategies now tell me about that how how are you finding money for your real estate deals with limited partnerships and tax illegal strategies
3: one of the things that we do is we form a llc and as a limited partner, that partner is not involved in the day-to-day operations of the business and they have limited liability, which means that they cannot lose more than their investment, and people cannot come after their personal assets. Whereas a general partner is an individual who's running the day-to-day operations of the business as well as has liability for anything that may be excess of their investment. So you have individuals who put their money up, and other people have the skills, and they would get receive a percentage of the profit based upon how the LLC is structured. LLCs are structured for typically complex transactions or passive income. Here we're talking about a complex transaction, which means that you're going to have other investors investing in a project that you have, and they're going to receive a percentage of the profit based upon their investment. Now, in regard to limited liability companies, some individual can put up more than the percentage of what the other person puts up and receive less of a profit printed. An individual could put up, say, a hundred thousand dollars as the amount of the investment, and another individual can just put up his skills and his knowledge of how to put the debt together the to deal. And the an person who put up the hundred thousand dollars will receive fifty one percent of the profits. And the individual who put up the ideas and have the management skills we receive forty nine percent. So they're using this their skills in order to generate the equity position as opposed to money. Money is just a tool to use in regard to obtaining things, the means of exchange. So you don't have to put up the same amount of money in order to receive a percentage of a deal because of the fact that you, as an individual, know and have skills that the other person doesn't have. And you use those skills to make the deal work properly.
2: Wow, you know, and this is why we always say knowledge isn't power but applied knowledge is power if you know how to structure a deal appropriately you have those skills you have the ability to get paid for you know I've always said in the past uh, there are three parts to a real estate deal you got the deal maker you got the doer and you got the dough now the dough is simply the money But it doesn't have to be your money. You've got the doer who's the general contractor to make sure you have your head GC and making sure that that's the point person to manage your other GCs. But the deal maker is the one who has the knowledge. The deal maker is the one who has the skill. And what you just described in terms of using LLCs and partnerships to put together a deal is critical. That's the deal maker and you have the knowledge. That is so awesome. All right. Well, once again, we have a special gift for our live listeners Uh, on Saturday, November 19th from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., We have a complimentary real estate workshop, so it is a full day of real estate training. If you've always wanted to learn how to become a real estate investor and you just didn't know where to start, this is a perfect opportunity for you. Now listen, this is limited. We're only providing this to the first 10 live callers. You must not already be part of our real estate investing community and you've got to be listening live right now. Give this number a call. 312-242-3393. Once again, 312 242 nine three Give them your name, your email address, your phone number, and the best time to call you back either morning, afternoon or evening and we will if you are a winner, we will give you a call once again 312-242-3393. So when we come back from break, we're going to continue to cover Show Me the Money, 12 Places to Find Money for Your Real Estate Deals. We've covered four so far. We've got eight left. Pierre, you think we can do it in the next 30 minutes?
3: Yes, we're going to definitely do it in
2: the next 30
3: minutes.
2: All right. We'll be back in a moment.
4: Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business.
7: Are you pursuing your passions in business? Is your purpose integrated into your brand? Are you telling your story? Building a thriving business stems from authentic communication that serves your audience, champions big ideas, and generates big impact. Learn how to grow your business in a more meaningful way by tuning into the Soul Shull Hour with host Francis Leary. It's more than business development, it's soul and inspiration too. Listen live every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern on Voice America Business.
0: where are you financially did you know that nearly three quarters of u.s. consumers have less than one thousand dollars in their retirement plans no matter what stage of life you're in listening to the steady investor can help hosts mitch zacks and mark vickery along with their guest experts discuss what you need to know to warm up that nest egg it doesn't matter when you start you just need to start Tune in to The Steady Investor, Thursdays at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, on Voice America Business.
6: When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network.
1: This is Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel. To reach Lori with questions or comments, please send an email to Lori at meetlauriewetzel.com. Again, that's Lori at MeetLoriwetzel.com. Now, back to Keeping It Real.
2: Welcome back everyone. The topic of our show today is finding money for your real estate deals. And let me share with you for novices and rookies, listen, we never have my, we never have problems Rather, in terms of finding money for real estate deals, money finds you. And a lot of times people will tell themselves a story that will take them out the game. They're like, yeah, I've always wanted to learn how to become a real estate investor, but uh, I don't have the money. I don't know how to, you know, it's too expensive. I can't, I can't learn how it costs too much. Or, you know, if I take this education and learn how to become a real estate investor, then where am I going to find money to do deals? I don't have any money. Listen, shift your mind. It's a mindset change, right? Money will find you. Let me give you an example. You know what? Let me uh, welcome back our guest, Perrin Wetzel. I'll let him share the example because he's my business partner. Perrin, why don't you share with them a uh, time that you were in study group one time uh, with other students in our real estate investing community and you, uh, uh, the facilitator asked, hey, is there anyone working on a current real estate deal? Why don't you share that story with our listeners?
3: Well, we were in our class and the class was ending and the facilitator asked that does to have a deal they like to have presented to the classroom. So I went up and I presented my numbers. I was working on a six unit building in Chicago that was completely occupied. I gave my numbers out and three individuals indicated that they were interested in going in with me on a deal. At the end of the class, I was able to give them more detail, and two of the individuals said that they wanted to go with the deal. So this is how the deal transpired. We approached the owner and said, we want to offer you $120,000 for the property Owner finance, which means that she would be financing the property. She said yes. Her attorney said no. And the reason why is because she had done that before and had to foreclose on the individual. So then I said, well, I'm going to offer you $90,000. She said, hold on one second. I want you to do your due diligence first before you make me an offer. So I hired an inspector, and with that inspector, he came out and he found some things that were wrong with the property. So consequently, instead of offering her $90,000, we offered her $60,000, and she took the $60,000 on the deal. I went back to my investors, and I was able to get the $60,000 for those investors. Um, They were loaned as opposed to equity investors. That means that I was able to acquire the property, and they uh, took a mortgage out for typically 12%. That way, I didn't have to come up with any money out of my pocket. I had a fully occupied six-unit building. I also had an individual to help me with the rehab of the property. So he provided equity as far as the rehab. So no money came out of my property, a fully occupied six-unit building that was rehabbed and cash flowed over $2,000 a month.
2: Okay, got it. Now, listening to that story, I have a question for you. Because definitely you were able to attract money simply by having a conversation, number one. Number two, it's relationships. It's all about relationships. But you mentioned something about the seller asked you whether or not, or asked you to do your due diligence. Doesn't the education already teach you that? In other words, wouldn't you have done your due diligence anyway before the seller even
3: asked you to do that? That is correct, and the fact that there was such a great deal, I knew without uh, a lot of, say, going through the property that it was a great deal because it was occupied. The due diligence I would have done in a contract, typically it's always in a a commercial property, you have a certain amount of time to do that. She wanted me to do that before I even offered her a price for the project, which is, you know, typically it doesn't happen. You do your due diligence once you have a, a property under contract.
2: Oh, got it. Uh, So you just accelerated the uh, order of your steps if you will. I got it. Okay. So let's go on to uh, item number five in terms of finding money for real estate deals. The seller. Now, you would think that the seller is just simply attempting to get rid of the property. How can you find money from the seller?
3: There is a strategy called subject two. A subject two strategy means that you would. Purchase a property in your name, but the existing financing would stay in the seller's name. Thereby the seller, you use the seller's credit in order to acquire the property. This strategy is good when a property is under distress, has equity in it, and an individual is willing to get out of the property. Uh, people will trade peace of mind for equity every day of the week, and that's something that people don't realize. People want peace of mind more than anything in the world as opposed to the property. And that's a great strategy, especially if you're going to be uh, flipping the property or not holding on to it for too long or refinancing, where the seller uses their credit in order for you to acquire the property.
2: Okay. So peace of mind then uh, would allow them to not worry about this piece of property anymore. Then the property is signed over to the investor's company before you add value to that property. So the investor is protected as well. Now in return, then the, the investor is then covering the mortgage on this particular property. Is that correct?
3: Yes, that is correct.
2: Okay, all right. I can I can see that now. Now, what else uh, in the option another, of fi- finding money for real estate deals from the seller?
3: Another way is where the seller provides the financing, and, that's, uh, and it's called seller financing, where the seller takes the note himself. That means there could be that there's no mortgage on the property. They sell a property to you, and they become the bank. Individuals like to become the bank for a number of reasons. One, they know that they have steady income coming in, and two, it's less effect on their taxes. So, consequently, people like to have monthly income coming in, less effect on their taxes, and get the same benefit of a property except for the fact that they do not have to worry about um, repairing the property and maintaining a property. And typically, when you finance a bank, become becomes a property, you're paying twice as much for the property then the property is actually worse because the interest that you're paying over a period of time with amateurized interest is uh, can add up to be quite a bit.
2: Mm, I'll say for sure. Okay, yeah. Okay, that's pretty neat. So that's five items. What about number six, stocks or other equities? Tell us about that.
3: All right. An individual typically... Uh, have been involved in stocks and they have a tendency not to perform properly. If you look at the stock market, the stock market has a tendency to go up and down, up and down, and you don't really make a lot of money out of the stock market over the long run. They say you do, but in reality it's not. If you ask a bank to loan you money to buy stocks, they won't loan you the money to buy stocks, but if you ask them to loan you money to buy property, it will loan you to buy property. So that tells you something about stocks as opposed to real estate. Real estate a banker is willing to invest in a banker is not going to invest in. So you can take your money from your stock to underperforming and you can use that in order to invest in property.
2: Mm. Well, then, and that leads me once again to relationship capital, which is the the new currency, because maybe you personally don't have a stock portfolio, but you may be familiar with others who have uh, a stock Uh, portfolio that's underperforming. So you got to know how to have that money conversation with them in order to help them receive a better return on investment than what they're receiving in the stock market. Is that correct? Yes, correct. All right, cool. Man, I can't believe we've been through six different ways to find money for real estate deals already. Let's talk about an obvious one. You're a real estate investor. And so if you're a real estate investor, you're going to do deals. Uh, Short-term deals, long-term deals. um, And you're going to make a profit because you're in a business to make a profit. This is not a hobby. So talk a little bit about uh, being able to take your profit and reinvest that into some additional real estate deals
3: well one of the strategies is what we call wholesaling wholesaling means that you have a contract to purchase a property and you sell that contract at a higher price than what the price is to purchase the property for instance uh, if you agree to buy a property for, say, $100,000, then you have a, another buyer that's willing to pay $120,000 for that deal. Then what you would do, you would sell a contract for 100000 to the individual for $120,000, and that person may pick the property up, and he makes his, property, his profit after he has picked the property up, up and resold it. Currently, we have a student that's going to be closing within the next couple of days on a wholesale deal, and she's going to make a $48,000 profit on a wholesale deal where she didn't put up any of her money. What she had to do, though, is it took her roughly six to seven months to do the deal where she had to go through a lot of different strategies, for instance, going through probate court and going to, to making sure that the property is, is titled properly. So she took all the effort and all her work is paying off, For a profit of $48,000, she didn't put any of her own money up, and it didn't take her 100 hours to do it. It took her a few hours, maybe 30 or 40, but if $48,000 worth, 30 or 40 hours worth of your time, I would think so.
2: Woo, absolutely. That's not a home run. That's a grand slam. For a wholesale deal, $48,000 USD, that's pretty good. Awesome. Okay, well, when we come back from break, we're going to cover a few more items. We've got lots left. But before we go to break, once again, we are rewarding our live listeners. Now, you must not be a part of our real estate investing community already. But if you are listening live to Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel, we have a complimentary real estate workshop for you on Saturday, November 19th. It is a full day of real estate investing training. It is quite intensive. And so we are going to be able to cover the cost for you and provide it as a complimentary real estate workshop. But here's the deal. It's only going to the first 10 live listeners who call this number. 312 two four two, three, three, nine three. Again, three one two, two four two, three three nine three. Leave your name, your email address, your phone number. And the best time to call you back, either morning, afternoon, or evening. And if you are one of our lucky winners, we will be reaching out to you. 312 242 3393. Once again, 312 242 3393. First 10 callers. Who are our live listeners. All right, we'll be back in a moment with Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel.
4: When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network.
7: How is your work-life balance? In most businesses, no matter where you are positioned, there is always room for improvement. If you're an executive, learn insight about your business. Are you an employee? Learn how to better work with your team. Even if you're not in business, you can learn where your strengths and weaknesses can be played to their best potential. The Work-Life Balance with host Rick Morris can be heard live every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel.
5: Game-changing technologies and strategies are transformational, exciting, and disruptive for a reason. They shake up your status quo. They get you thinking about new ways to scale, compete, and grow. They move you in amazing new directions. You're invited to take your coffee break with Game Changers on Thursdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern Time for our special series on Think Big, Work Small with Game Changers presented by SAP on the Voice America Business Channel.
1: If you are in the sales field or maybe don't even know that you are, you need a plan to be successful. Every day we are engaged in business and don't even realize that it all comes down to sales. We all have something to say and need to motivate others to the same way of thinking. Sales execution optimization. The new SEO is the show that gets you thinking and speaking whatever the product or service. Host Bill Bush will give you the tips you need to succeed. Listen every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Business.
4: From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network.
1: This is Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel. To reach Lori with questions or comments, please send an email to lori at meetlauriewetzel.com. Again, that's Lori at MeetLoriwetzel.com. Now, back to Keeping It Real.
2: Well, the phones have been ringing off the hook. We only have a few spots left. Welcome back from the break. If you're just now joining us, you may be missing out on a business opportunity for yourself. Uh, We are rewarding our live listeners on Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel. And so for our live listeners, we are offering to cover the cost of a real estate workshop on Saturday, November the 19th. It is all day from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. You do not have to participate live. You can participate online wherever you are in the U.S. of A., Or in the world. And we've only got a few spots left. So the first 10 individuals that call in listening to the show live. And you are not part of our real estate investing community. Please call this number. 312-242-3393. Leave your name. Your email address. Your phone number in the best time to reach you, morning, afternoon, or evening. And if you are one of our lucky winners, we will give you a call back. It's only a few spots left, folks. So go ahead and dial in 312-242-3393. All right, let's hit these last four Parent Number eight, insurance policy. Now, is this any type of insurance policy?
3: No, it's any policy that is a whole life or a universal life, that means that the policy has a cash value in it. Any policy that has cash value in them, you can borrow off those life insurance policies and pay yourself back and use the money to invest in real estate. So that means that you're changing the velocity of money. Instead of having an insurance policy that's going to pay you when you pass away, you have money that you can use to use for the rest of your life and make money in real estate while you're alive.
2: Okay, so do you have to pay this
3: money back then? Uh, you can or you can opt not to. It depends on what you want to do. People who want to do it can pay it back. People who don't, don't have to pay it back. But it would de- dec- decrease the value of your insurance policy if you don't pay it back.
2: Okay, so it's just deducted from the benefits, right? So if you want to use the money while you are alive on earth today to invest in real estate investing, then at the time of your death, it's just deducted um, from the benefits. Uh, Okay, so that might be a place that you can look. Like oftentimes, your parents or your grandparents, maybe uh, they've left a policy that you've forgotten about or you weren't aware of. And then that's a great place to look for money for real estate deals, too. So that's pretty good. So, let's combine 9 and 10. So, ads. We've got money to loan ads and wanted to buy ads. Now, how, how can you find money with
3: ads? You can find money with ads in the sense that people will respond to ads that you may put out in Craigslist or different avenues so that you can borrow money from people or people, um, you can loan out money yourself. And that's a great avenue. Also, oh, I want to go. That's a different subject. No, I don't want to go there. Sorry about that.
2: No, oh, no worries. So now where are you going to find these ads? Are you talking about like Craigslist or eBay or any sort of Internet ads? Is that what you're talking about?
3: Yes, Internet or uh, newspapers. There are always individuals looking to borrow money as well as lend money out.
2: Okay. So if people have money to loan... I suppose, too, then, this is similar to uh, also crowdfunding as well. I hadn't really thought about that, but as we're having a conversation and we're talking about online versus newspaper, so online, that's actually even another source in terms of crowdfunding and and, uh, being able to uh, uh, ask for money that way. I hadn't really even thought about that. Or wanted to buy so people who are looking to purchase properties uh, would be great uh, for putting them on your buyers list if you are executing wholesaling or short-term strategies. Is that correct?
3: Yes. Then we also have an operating system or software package that gives us over 5,000 investors all over the country that we can contact in regards to lending out money. We had one of our students. We contacted an individual, and they funded her deal based upon the software package that we have that we're using in our real estate program.
2: Oh, you're getting into some bonus material, but that is so true because there's real estate investor software programs out there, at least with our particular company. So if you want to find out more information about that and how you can access properties, how you can access money, how you can uh, access uh, people who have properties that are free or clear, how you can access people who are ready to lend money. How you can access properties that are in a pre foreclosure state? That's a uh, I hadn't thought about that. Uh, using real estate investing software, you can actually do that. All right. Now, number eleven is how about if you place your own ad requesting an investor? Tell us a little bit about that. That's number eleven.
3: In that scenario, once an investor replies, you want to make sure that you have the proper documentation as well as running all the numbers. Most investors are looking at the numbers, and they, they can see that you understand the numbers, how a program works, I mean, how a property works. They'll invest in you. That's very critical. By understanding you knew how much it's going to cost to purchase the property, what the market is like what the rehab costs are going to be. By giving them the proper presentation laid out in a format that's easily understandable to them, individuals will loan you money on a deal not necessarily based on your credit, but based upon the deal.
2: Okay, we've got two minutes, Parent. Let's hit the last one, number 12. Uh, 401k or IRAs, either your account or someone else's account.
3: Shoot! Your IRA can own real estate, which means that you would set up a retirement LLC, you would purchase the property in that retirement LLC and all the profits would go back into that LLC, which would in turn go back into your retirement. We have individuals that have technical control of their retirement with the simple fact that they know how to draw up the documentation and a legal strategy for your retirement to own uh, re- uh, real estate. For instance, example, we had an individual that had a hundred and... Thirty-five thousand dollars in his retirement account. He was already retired, and he was using two thousand dollars a month out of that account. What happened is that after a few years, he would have no money left. So what we did was we set up retirement LLC for that individual. He in turn purchased three condos with that um, money that was sitting in his retirement. The retirement owned the three condos, and the rents were generating three thousand dollars a month. So he was able to still have $2,000 a month that he could use for every time and that was going directly to him. At the same time, he had assets that were appreciating. Therefore, he changed his real estate from a nut egg into a chicken because the chicken continued to lay eggs.
2: Okay. You know what? We are out of time. Perrin Wetzel, president of PG Wetzel's and Associates, Inc. out of Chicago, Illinois. Thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. Sharing with folks on there are plenty of ways to find money for real estate deals. Will you come back on another
3: show? Of course, I would love to come back anytime you invite me.
2: Ah, awesome. So, folks, we're going to close out today. Thank you so much for listening to Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel. The real stands for Real Estate and Financial Literacy. Want to close it out today with two of my favorite quotes. The first one is by Sean Smith. Stop revolving and start evolving. Stop spinning around, folks. You're in that hamster wheel going nowhere fast. It's time for you to execute, take action, and become a real estate investor. If that's your passion and what you want to create, we have a way and opportunity for you to do that. All you got to do is reach out to us. Here's my second favorite quote by Ralph Waldo Emerson. What lies behind us and what lies before us are tiny matters compared to what lies within us. You've been listening to Lori Wetzel with Keeping It Real. Take care and we'll talk to you next week. All right. Have a great day.
1: Thank you so much for tuning into keeping it real be sure to join Lori wetzel again next tuesday at 10 a.m pacific time 12 noon central and 1 p.m eastern on the voice america business channel we know you'll learn something new every week so we'll meet here again soon until then focus on keeping it real and live a life of success